Saigon. My guest today is Stephen Jones. Uh, this is minute number 113, and so we're going to be going from 1 hour 52 minutes to 1 hour 52 minutes and 59 seconds. How are you doing? Not so bad. How about you? Good, good. I'm very excited to keep talking about this because we, um, as we mentioned, the last minute, this minute is getting uh, kicked off um, with uh Denominate as Helen walking down the stairs with her all hot saucy uh, blouse at uh... Oh, holy shit! What is reality? I, I just love Janelle Monae, so I'm very excited to <laughs> talk about how great she is in this movie. I think there are entirely too few movies that contain a big dramatic push-in of Janelle Monet descending ornate stairs in a mansion? Yes. Oh my gosh. There should be more. <laughs> I would I would see any movie that had Janelle Monet dramatically walk down a flight of stairs in an ornate setting. I Too right. Just make um, that the trailer on there. <laughs> they just have that be the trailer and be like, this is it. You gotta watch this. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I will do that. I uh, think she's great. Um, and love the continued characterization of Claire and Birdie, with Birdie screaming, Claire yelling, holy shit, like very kind of extended <laughs> and underrated funny move moment from the game or from the uh, movie is uh, Birdie's what is reality? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, it's very, very good. Um and it's, it's 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 very funny, and, which, I mean, to be fair, if you were told, oh, Andy was murdered, and then suddenly you see someone who looks exactly like her and who you thought was Andy walk down the stairs with the whole hot sauce type bloody thing, you, you'd, I don't know how I would personally take it. Especially in... An already emotionally heightened, you know, person I know killed other person I know kind of moment. Who did the envelope threaten? Miles Braun. That night, Lionel faxed Andy's email to Miles, who received it in New York. The one thing that could destroy his empire lies, the truth in the hands of the only person unafraid to tell it. Right. Like, we're we're just establishing that Miles killed um, Duke, and then suddenly Andy's dead, but she's here, and you're just like, I don't know what I would do either. <laughs> it's very it's it's very good. Screaming's not uh, out of the question, though. No, I, I, I feel like I would probably be more of unclear, but the screaming and the what is reality, I... Yeah, I I can't I can't doubt I uh, can't blame her for it all. 
So Miles drives his baby blue Porsche to the scene of the crime, and Andy lets him in. Of course she did. Miles' machine of lawyers and power could destroy her through sheer dumb force, but Miles himself? Oh. It's, very, it's very good. Um, and one thing I just wanted to start calling out with this minute is just um, how the music in this these minutes that we have, these five minutes for this week, are, it's, now it's starting to swell and we're, we get to experience more of uh, Nathan Johnson's excellent score as as things just start to unfold and things just kind of are start. Uh, it, it's it, it's it's very very great. Yeah, yeah. This and I I forget. Does he do the music in Knives Out as well? Yes. Okay, that that makes sense because the the score on both of them is a really great murder mystery movie score yeah yeah I, I think he's done every uh, i mean since he's um uh ryan johnson's cousin um i think he's done every movie except for uh star wars that he's done i think so uh really that has done a lot of great um soundtracks but i love how um, certain scenes will be pretty quiet and then just the music starts um, coming out of nowhere and swelling. And I think this is a perfect moment as things are starting to be established and we're starting to unravel things that the music starts kind of quiet and then going bigger and bigger and bigger. For sure. Yeah, so really, really excellent music. Um, I think one of our later minutes is going to... I think even more excellent music, but I wanted to call that out. Um, I it, I think that there's a just really excellent uh, acting throughout these this minute in particular, just of you know the realization and and learning what all of these things are, but also just continuing to learn more and more about what's actually happening. Yeah, I'm I'm doing my thing, clicking through it, and I stopped on this great Edward Norton face after he gets the facts and he's just glaring down at it with his mouth just pursed up yeah. so, just this I, lemon-faced No, I, I actually um, took a note about that as well where he, he Edward Norton's so great. He, he does such a good job of where it goes from him getting that facts and then driving over to Andy's house and almost pancaking duke but it's it there's such a good just acting of him um i think janelle Monae does a really great job of just in the few seconds we have of her being the, the actual andy versus uh uh helen playing andy i feel like you do get a little sense of difference you know where it's it, where it's like you don't have much of Helen herself, or much of Andy being Andy, you just have Helen playing Andy. But I, I think that she does distinguish uh, Helen as Andy, Andy, and then just regular Helen, and does a really great job of playing, really kind of playing two characters, but also three in a little way. So it's a, it's a very good. There's definitely a noticeable 
body language different when she's at the the coffee table here or the kitchen table whatever yeah and she kind of just looks at him like oh you're like you're kind of pathetic aren't you and it's I, i think pretty perfect for where the story is at that point where she's he they've already had this huge legal battle and he's come to her house and and she still has this feeling of like 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 definitely not positive feelings but not necessarily feeling like he even has the upper hand on her um just that he's kind of pathetic yeah her her expression at the very end here is definitely kind of it feels like she's waiting for him to admit defeat yes which is which is i think very telling considering they've already had that legal battle with um all of the disruptors willing to lie for him, but but also like the some of the body language too is that like you have him kind of hunched over his cup and he's kind of making himself a little bit smaller, whereas she's holding herself taller, or at least it feels like, and it's it's much more of a close up on her than on him, so it does still feel like he's like she's bigger or more important i guess than than braun yeah so man there's there's it's interesting and i i wish um i i i'm also just amazed of how much there's i feel like you could distinguish from the the various sets of both her house and miles's new york set i wish we had like a, a kind of more of a a view of that set in New York because I feel like there's probably some interesting uh, set elements or props that we don't really get to see. For a second, I thought it was the same wishbone thing that I pulled up the IMDb here. Uh, Lionel has on his yeah. but no, they're just they're both no. weird design choices. Not a lot of Lionel in these five minutes, by the way. No, no, which is. I mean, we definitely get more of him in other minutes, but it, they're pretty light on Lionel. Um, but we do get a, we do get a couple of really great uh, reaction things from Leslie Odom Jr., which is which is good because you you need a little bit of that at least. So yeah, definitely he's he's doing a good job making a lot out of the little bit that he's gotten. The Yeah, the, 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 is it the one line he's got in these five minutes when he says, are you saying that Bron killed Duke? I think, is that the only line of dialogue he has in these? It might be. I, I think it, granted a lot, it's, it's so much of them. This is, uh, just between Blanc and Bron and, but mostly Blanc just kind of explaining things out, but he doesn't really have that much to do right now, but it's. But you do see him start, you know, having that reaction of kind of piecing things together, and it is it is good. He's the one that says Andy when when she comes down the stairs. Mm. Which is it's interesting that he's the one who says it. I wonder if there's like a specific character motivation for him, the one to to have that moment. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I, I I wonder if it's, you know, the others are kind of all 
screaming and yelling and he's the only one who has the wherewithal to just be like ask the question i don't know he does of of the you know besides braun who's you know doing doing his own thing for obvious reasons it seems like uh lionel is the most collected of them yes oh i i would definitely say so you know it's it's interesting because he's he's part of the disruptors but he's but you, you don't get the sense that he's necessarily playing miles quite as much because he doesn't he doesn't he's high up in the company but he doesn't have his own thing that he's getting funded like claire's political career or duke's misogynist web stream i don't i don't know it's it's he he's an interesting character that i feel like i don't know if the movie necessarily got an, a lot of or i don't know if i can quite put my finger on it but but he's he's definitely an interesting guy it feels like if braun went down and was taken out of the equation uh lionel would be the one that would land best on his feet yeah, oh, absolutely! Like he'll he'll be fine afterwards. The other ones may or may not, but I, f- I feel like Lionel would would bounce back. Right, he might have a status change in terms of um, in terms of uh, like not being with Alpha or not having you know, you know being at such a well regarded company. But I feel like you could he could use his skills at any other company. The only thing is maybe with the whole clear situation, if that ended up being really disastrous, it could be maybe even, could there be maybe criminal charges if it was, if he was involved? I, I don't know. Uh, or, or, or would it be just, you know, societal, hey, you helped create this thing that killed a lot of people? Um, I'm trying to think, but I... I but I've... You know, not not to let recent movies and documentaries about white collar crime that I've seen recently color my input on the the silly murder mystery movie. I <laughs> I don't think that would really be that much of a hindrance. You know, I I don't think it would be as much as you'd maybe hope, considering how dangerous that could be. But I, you're probably right. I, I was. Just, I, I do, but I do, I do agree that he is probably the best um, person to kind of pull out of this and land his, on his own feet versus, you know, whatever happens to Miles if, you know, Claire's political, I, I, you get the impression that he is a major major you know force between behind her political ambitions same with duke same with birdie and how messy she is so that is that that i would agree with that for sure yeah and we don't know how high up in the the, i know that they they say what her position in the government is or what she's running for already i just blank it off the top of my head but we don't know how much established powers she, that she's got already that if she lost ties to I'm sure her biggest funder and you know most prominent association I don't know if she'd be able to, to float on her own 
Yeah, it's she's she's the governor of Connecticut. Um, so she has like a decent amount of power, but I don't know if 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 there is a if there is a very very significant um, political scandal of oh you used your political power to push this uh, dangerous fuel that your donor is trying to push like it could be a very significant political scandal and potentially career ending yeah especially if she's running on like clean fuel and stuff we'll look at look at what your clean fuel was responsible for kind of thing right and, and like you know possibly some sort of pay for play kind of scandal in in pushing forward uh miles's uh interests so there could be some potential you know fraud or potential it 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 would be a very very difficult thing to um keep up a political career yeah looking on wikipedia it looks like she's she is the governor and then she's running for senate and um this would be if it came out or if things didn't work with miles there could be some potential significant scandals that could very uh easily make things difficult for her yeah. so that's a uh, they're they're all they're all very much kind of tied into miles's you know kind of cult of personality i i definitely agree that lionel's probably the best uh equipped to have a at least similar kind of life uh or um standard of living than all of them but they're all kind of tied into that like i i would be willing to bet i mean claire doesn't seem to be like burning through like money or whatever i'm sure birdie's spending without thinking about like nest egg or whatever but i'm, I'm i'd be willing to bet lionel like as soon as he got you know, however well off he is, he set aside some to be like, okay, well, if oh, things, he's, if, if things go worst case scenario, if I have this, I kind of probably don't have to work ever again. He's, he, you know, he comes across as definitely the smart one who has that level of um, potential, uh, you know, no, yeah, setting aside some sort of nest egg or... You, whatever home he has completely paid off and he's not living beyond his means or, you know, even if his career completely went kaput, he could, he's probably the most competent or has that most figured out. Um, yeah, makes sense. This actually just came to mind because there's, you know, among other people, there's an obvious, you know, Elon Musk, Miles Braun, Right. fictional version parallel and i was thinking about uh like oh musk actually only has like his name on one patent but if it's a tech company i'm willing to bet that lionel actually has his name on a lot of patents and he'd probably like be able to live off of that if they're if they're patents oh, that are making one, money 100 percent, and you know that Bra- uh braun is not necessarily you know he's probably not even thinking directly about things like that so he, I am sure that he could, uh, that Lionel probably has some level of, um, yeah, put like putting money aside, having his name on a bunch of patents. 
because he he's the, I mean he's the brains behind he's the lead head scientist at Alpha, so I'm yeah he probably has there a lot of stuff because it, assuming that it's uh, as you know kind of dominant of a tech company I'm sure even if everything goes wrong with Miles and with Clear and with everything that there is a number of either products or websites or tech um, or anything basically that is still going to be used and is still going to be potentially um, making money. For sure. So as I was clicking through, I saw something weird and I did a a screen cap. I'm going to send it to you in the discord. Okay. Did somebody put angry eyes on the fax machine? <laughs> somebody did. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've noticed that before, but I love it. Yeah, it looks like... Yeah, that, yeah that's right. It, it looks like they were just like scribbled in pen and just put taped on there. It's That's, that's so funny. He's... Uh, clearly not happy of being head of our head at a, a scientist at a tech company and then uh just uh having to t- fax all these things over to braun that's very funny yeah if that's if that is the fax in his office which it seems like it is and that's yeah the one way that he has to communicate with braun that that's a nice little Here's what they really think of him in in, in private kind of detail. Yeah, that's a oh, that's a really great detail. That's, that's very funny. And it, it, like just looking in at it, it does look like it's like kind of scribbled in pen and cut out and taped. So you can really imagine him having a particularly bad day of dealing with Braun and having to fax a bunch of things back and forth and just being like I, I can't stand this fax machine and any of this thing. We're we're at a tech company. This isn't this isn't okay. okay I'm gonna go through that scene and see if I can see any more. Yeah, this is some good stuff. Um, just calling it out in in this little scene of him faxing. Uh, I don't know what that pattern is, but that's a nice sweater on Lionel. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I have anything more for this minute. Um, but let me know if you, if you do. Uh, a, th- a thing about the, the holy shit from Claire, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I should have watched the movie as a whole, like last night or something, but I wanted to make sure I was focusing only on these five minutes and I didn't want to cloud too much of it. I don't remember there being a lot of swearing in the movie though. I don't think there is, at least from... I didn't watch the whole movie before the for this recording either, so it's been a, it's, it's been a little bit, but I don't think so either. And granted, um, there is the level of it being a PG thirteen movie. Uh, so or or is it PG? It's got to be PG thirteen. Yeah, okay, I was like, it's not, but I mean, wanting to have it be that level of kind of accessible and not be necessarily like an R-rated movie, but I, I don't know. I don't think there is that all that much, but it is very pointed and very noticeable to have uh, 
to have that uh, holy shit in there because it, it is, if any moment in the movie des- uh, deserves that, it, it's going to be that. Yeah, I really like when a movie with minimal swears, not that I'm necessarily against it in general, but I like when a movie with minimal swears uses like the one in the movie in a really good moment. Yeah, it's it's very it's it's I, I like the judicial like kind of judicious use where it's like you 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 let it mean something there, um, and they definitely they definitely uh, had that mean something. So when when she she yells that you you feel it much more than if it was a very um, a very swearing heavy movie. Um, I. Th- think that's all i've got i actually initially didn't have a lot but then the 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 lionel rabbit yeah. hole kind of got us I, I i didn't either and I, but i'm glad we did have that discussion because i think he's an interesting character that doesn't get enough discussion maybe so um that, that was an interesting discussion uh and so i think we can move on to uh our wednesday question which is um do we have any, do you have any thoughts or anything about the already announced third film or what, what you want from that movie or what you're looking for? I actually was earlier today thinking, oh, I hope there's going to be a third movie. So that is really good news. Yeah, yeah. So they they have confirmed that that's going to happen. Um, Netflix holds the film rights to one more in the series. Um Dan- I know that Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig both love making these movies. Oh, it shows. Is, it shows. It, yes, it, it, it. You definitely get that. But they're they're both kind of like you know, if you want to keep doing it, I'll keep doing it, and, they're, and then at each other. So um, he, I think, has confirmed that he started to write the script of the third film, but I don't know if there's much more movement other than that. Uh, I'm sure so the, I, the writers' strike probably. Right. Yeah, because it looks like he said that in January, and so I'm sure that there was a level of, um, of you know, halt halting for that, and, um, you know, I don't I don't know. Do you know does the SAG strike uh, have anything to do with, uh, like, auditioning or? I, I, I imagine you couldn't audition for a future project or I don't know I'm not talk? sure if it would yeah talks talks would be what I would assume would be more in line with you know with the casting yeah because um, probably at this point it's hey I'm, I'm I'm Ryan Johnson and I would like you to be in my movie and that would probably be about all they would need yeah if, if I... like negotiations official or otherwise I'm not sure yeah I, I'd imagine it makes things more complicated for considering um, negotiations and talks if there is, uh, you know, it, if, you know, the strike is going. So now that we're done with the writer's strike, maybe we'll see him continue to write and do that. Um, I personally don't know if I have many things that I want or need from the, the third movie, just that it's... Uh, uh, just m- more of this, and I, I because I, I love how different the tone of and feel of 
glass onion is to knives out. So I'd love to see something, you know, kind of similarly have a different feel or tone or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, this one was definitely a more of a comedy than Knives Out was. Like, I thought Knives Out had a lot of very funny writing and characters and moments, but this one felt more straight up comedic. And I, I, I wouldn't be mad if the third one continued that trend. I don't know that I would want it to be outright even more comedic than this one was, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if the sequels were just more like lighthearted in general. Well, as lighthearted yeah. as a murder mystery can get, but right. I, also, I, I also wouldn't be mad if it went more in line with the tone of the first one, or maybe it was more uh, thriller-ish. Like uh, the the recent uh, Poirot movie feels more like mm-hmm. a, a horror movie than the first two did. Um, if they tried like more like genre experimentation or influences in, uh, with other genres. I wouldn't be necessarily mad about that either. Yeah, no, I think that uh, Ryan Johnson has a very clear love and knowledge of the murder mystery genre. Um, and I think that whatever he wants to do, I'm up for. Because, I mean, if, if you had asked me to think of what a sequel to Knives Out was before Glass Onion came out, I... Don't think I'd even come close to work to Glass Onion as a movie. So, um, yeah, well, right, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I, I think that'd be it'd be interesting to see where it goes. Um, I, I'm just glad to continue having uh, more Benoit Blanc movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, other other than than that, since you know the one of the draws of this seems to be the casting. It would sort of just be like, do a, do a fantasy cast. Who would you like to see in a knives out thing? And because this year I watched, uh, the animated Ninja Turtles movie. And I just, uh, recently finished watching the bear and I saw, uh, bottoms in in theaters, which is a really funny movie. Might, might be my favorite movie of the year. I I I'd be really excited if uh, Ao Adibari were in in the next one. Oh, I love her, and yes, yes, yes. Um, um, I am a particular. I I I am a big fan of Jesse Plemons, and I'd like to see him in this. I think he could do a good job, because also, I mean, he has a he's done a lot of serious work, but then he's also done like Game Night, so he's able to have. I think probably have both of the possibly the comedy and both possibly the um you know the the uh kind of more serious things so um game night when you when you brought him up was actually the first one that came to mind in terms of oh yeah he'd be great at this because of game night where it's it's funny but he's also weird and intimidating and scary yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I'm I'm just uh, interested to see him in more things. I'm I'm very excited to see Killers of the Flower Moon later this year. Uh, so uh, just yeah, I th- I think both those are those are both uh, I think good good pulls. Um, anybody else that you can think of that you'd want to fan cast in the new uh, Benoit Blanc? A lot of times my fantasy casting, unless I 
just think of, oh, this this actor would be really good in, in this kind of movie. It's a lot based on stuff I've been watching lately, and I just watched yeah. the last episode of uh, Reservation Dogs. Mm-hmm. Literally anybody from that I'd be ecstatic to see in, in more stuff, uh, especially Devery Jacobs. Uh, she was in this movie, Rhymes Free on Ghouls, from, I want to say, like 2014, 2015. Um, been, a, been a fan of hers for... A, Oh, good lord! Ten years now. Time is ridiculous. Um, yeah. So any 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 chance to see her in something else is is great. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I could, you know, fantasy cast for five episodes on its own. Just people I'd I'd love to see in the next Knives Out movie. Yeah. No. For me, it's just like, oh, I I just want I I I just I respect and like a lot of. Uh, like character actors so like just any kind of character actor that you can figure out to to throw in there would be very good um i can't remember it we it might have probably been brought up in one of my previous episodes but uh judy greer could be great in in one of these um yeah i just i just want like kind of more interesting character actors that can find their way into this um oh here's something what what random way do you think he'll uh sneak joseph gordon levitt in the next one? Oh, oh, okay so in knives out he was the voice in the detective show on the tv um and then now he's the hourly dom <laughs> um hmm, something pretty s- small but fun um I don't know. Maybe somebody's got like a weird alarm clock with a voice or something. Yeah, or um, like the voice of a digital assistant or something. Like, like he's the voice of Siri. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's a celebrity murder mystery, and he's playing himself, who is the one who gets murdered. Oh, oh. That, that that could be good too, because I mean, we we've established in this movie that Blanc knows a lot of people, so he knows Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who plays himself getting murdered, um, in something interesting. Uh, but I mean, we know that he has to be there somewhere, so we, we can count on that. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Um, do you have any plugs or anything that you'd like to uh, promote? Uh, well, you can follow me on uh, TikTok at uh, Daily D Twenty. Uh, every day I roll a uh, d20. I got a lot of a lot of different d20s to roll. Um, also, I forgot to plug it the previous minutes. Um, I've been experimenting doing like weird music stuff. If you're into weird music stuff, I've only got one thing of it so far. But uh, you can follow me on Bandcamp at Atland A T space L A N D. Um, weird music stuff, and uh, I think that's all I got going on. Sounds good. Um, so you can follow this show at Glass Onion Min, all one word, uh, on Twitter. But we're also on Instagram at Benoit Blanc Minute, on Threads at Benoit Blanc Minute, and just please um, rate, review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. That's always going to be helpful. Um, and so thank you, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.